1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, you have a new report from REMAX about singles shying away from buying homes. What's that all about? It's the REMAX Single Home Buyers Report for 2019, and, and what it's saying is, Single home buyers are hesitant to purchase right now, and despite having strong financial means and low debt, they are still a little hesitant to purchase a property. And this is different from what you've seen before? It really is, because as Canadians, you know, our dream is to get into home ownership. It's being smart with our money, saving, putting it in a, a safe investment, which is a home, obviously. But 81% say that they have the ability to buy and finance a home. But they're shying away from it. 52% of singles say they're shying away from home ownership because of economic uncertainty and high home prices. So let's go through some of the other highlights of this report. So 37% of the people say they do intend to get a a mortgage or a loan for these houses. Uh, 35% say they have a down payment ready. 26% are considering a purchase on their own. So this is great news. However... The feeling out there with the single people is that the changes with the rules and and the government intervention has actually pushed them to be looking to homeownership from the outside, which is surprising. And what kind of government intervention do you think that they're thinking about or referring to? Is it the stress test or something other than that? I believe it's the changes in the purchasing rules. The stress test is obviously on top of people's minds. And I think there's an educational uh, component missing here because it's not as bad as they think. And once we get through, you know, the layers that are in their mind as to the what's clouding their future as homeowners, we can actually get them to realize that it's not as bad as they think and they can get into a home. And how do you think as a as an agent, how do you get that message across? How do you connect with, I'm sure you have clients who are single who maybe are going through this similar situation thinking, well, maybe I really can't do this. They really haven't looked into the whole picture and what they're, they're taking things at the surface level. What we try to do is break it all down. And once we can take a look at the entire picture, what their finances are, what their income level is, what their credit is, we can actually you know, help them through our mortgage and lending partners to be able to get into that home. And I'll I'll give you a story, if I can, about someone that we just helped buy a house. And it was a single person. She was looking for houses and she really didn't know what she could afford. And she was very, you know, you're timid when you don't have all of the answers. And we were able to guide her in the right direction and show her that she can get the home that she has been dreaming of. And and she could do that right now. She didn't have to start with a condo or anything like that. It's just putting all the, the pieces of the puzzle together for them and showing them where they fit. And once you do that, it's that educational component, right? Once you do that, it makes it a lot easier for them to realize that they can get into that home. 
And I think you mentioned a few different things here that are very important. One of them is that maybe this particular client and many clients, single or not, are timid. Maybe they're not aware of exactly what they can do with what they've got and then go beyond that. And I think that's where an expert does come into play, where you need someone else, possibly on the outside, to say, actually, you can do this. You can achieve this much. I agree. And our whole thing with the internet is self-diagnosis. So if you go online and you fill out uh, an online form it's no different than when you're trying to figure out what your home is worth or what you, when you're trying to figure out what you can qualify for. It's very generic and you actually need someone to sit you down and take you through everything that is relevant to you and weed out the stuff that's not relevant to you because that's going to help you with your decision. And what other uncertainty came out of this report? What other sentiments do you think the singles are feeling right now about uh, home purchases? It's the home pricing. A lot of people are still thinking, whether you're a seller or buyer, you're still thinking 2016, 2017 price points. And if you're the automatically, as soon as you start talking single detached homes, your mind goes to the $1.2 million price range. That's not necessarily true. That may have been what someone paid in your neighborhood in multiple offers. But right now, there's a window that's open for buyers to get into the market at market prices. So before the inventory levels shrink and you have to get into competing offers or bidding wars, you have a window to purchase right now, which is what's going to help you. And you need a realtor to be able to guide you in those situations. And a purchaser has to be realistic, single or not, right? Because you may think that, yeah, I want to stay in downtown Toronto proper and because that's where I grew up and that's where I want to purchase my first home. Maybe that's not realistic? It may not be because urban areas tend to appreciate faster than the suburban areas. And then this report does point out that singles in urban areas are more hesitant to purchase in those urban areas as opposed to people that are purchasing in suburban areas. So, you know, that that's a big factor that goes into play here. You may not be able to purchase a home where you want to be like if you're trying to be downtown core you may not be able to afford that but could you afford one in york region durham region for sure you can okay uh, lots of options then when we come back with rsp season upon us we have advice about how to make smart tax decisions and how to plan to make that home purchase stay with us you're listening to on the market on 105.9 the region Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is Asif Kasim from Integrity Tree Solutions. Asif's a regular on our show, and today we're going to talk about RSPs, making smart tax decisions, and how you can plan to purchase your next home. Asif, welcome. Thanks. Glad to be back. Asif, we're, we're talking a lot about, you know, with tax season coming up, with the RSP deadline, What's the best advice you can offer our listeners on what they can do to plan for their home purchases through investing in RRSPs? Well, with a first-time home buyer, one of the options is that you can actually take out money from your RSP up to $25,000 to make uh, as an investment as a down payment for your first home. Um, that is something that 
all the lenders can do. It's something that uh, it's been done for quite some time. And it's a great way of being able to start uh, if you're jumping into a first home like a condo, something of that nature. If you have money in your RSP up to 25000 you can go to your lender and say, listen, I have 25000 Can I use this? But it only applies if you're a first-time home buyer. When can you start contributing to an RSP? And the deadline is coming up fairly soon, right? I think you can start uh, contributing uh Probably at 18, but I know parents in, uh, invest into for their children as well. They put into RESPs, so right. same thing. And, and with that, I believe the March 1st deadline this year, if you were a home buyer and you're considering, hey, I want to buy this spring or I want to buy in the summer, how long do you have to leave that money in your RESP before you can withdraw it? Well, the money has to be there for 90 days. What happens sometimes is that uh, a consumer can go into the bank, take out an RSP loan for up to $25,000 or whatever amount they want, but that money must be there for 90 days before they can utilize it. So there's a bit of planning involved when you're working with a real estate agent and a mortgage planner to determine how do we go about getting this money for RSP purposes, and then utilizing it. When should the closing be? Things of that nature. It's almost better for uh, uh, someone that's wanting to purchase within the next 90, 120 days, because you have to remember, you don't need this money until it's closing time. Exactly. So if I was going to buy a house and I wanted the, the tax benefit of the RRSP, I could actually buy those RRSPs right now, and then in 90 days have my closing reflect that, 90 days, take that money out. So I'm getting the tax benefit for my income right now, but I'm also able to take that money out for my home purchase this year. Yes, that is true. I think something to take into account also is once you utilize the $25,000 for your RSP, a year after, you have to start paying it back because now you've, you have to replenish the RSP that you just collapsed. Essentially, there's no tax implication, but you have to start paying it back. And the government gives you 15 years to pay back that $25,000. So as part of your planning, you have to keep keep in mind that you're going to have an additional monthly debt a year from now. Or annual debt. You could do... Yeah, you could do year, you so. could do whatever. However you plan to repay it back, there's a certain minimum on an annual basis that you need to repay. You could pay back the whole thing at one shot if you like, but they give you 15 years to pay back that $25,000. Now, Asif, did you catch our conversations early, uh, conversation earlier about uh, the REMAX study and singles being a bit hesitant about getting into the market? What do you think about that? I think there's a lot of hesitation as a result of a lack of education, uh, as well as maybe the right expectations weren't set. Uh, let's let's start with the the topic of can they qualify, right? With the new stress test rules that came out in the last last little while and the the skyrocketing values, a lot of people walked in thinking they could qualify for for argument's sake uh, a single detached home. But with the rules, they technically only qualified for a townhouse or a condo. So they walk in wanting more. They can qualify for less, but because they kind of burst their bubble of what they wanted, they're hesitant to jump in. But you got to start somewhere, to be honest with you. And even for them, 35% of these singles said that they had a down payment to be able to put down on a home. So although we're not accountants, it seems like they should talk to their accountant and maybe maximize 
the amount of RRSPs they can take out because that'll be reflected on their last notice of assessment, right? Yeah, that's true. I think as a first-time home buyer, there is more to buying a home than just calling a realtor. I think you need to have a team in place. I think you need to speak with a mortgage professional as well as an accountant because there are so many different aspects to take into account, such as the tax implications as well. And how do you get them back down to reality? Because as you said, sometimes, you know, you come in and you think, I'm going to be able to buy that single-family home right out of the gate. And you've got to burst their bubble a little bit. How does that conversation go? I think there's a certain degree of how you deliver that message to somebody. Um, when you deliver it, it's not a straight-out, no, you can't qualify. It's a, you can qualify for this eventually. Right now, this is where you should start, and this is how you build up. And remind them of the fact that everyone prior to them did the same thing. They started small and then they grew. One of the biggest challenges, like I said, is having the wrong expectation. They're walking in thinking, I'm going to own a million dollar home right out the gate. And that's not necessarily the best way or the right expectation to have. So it's managing the expectations and then letting them know what they can afford. Yes. What is realistic for them. Exactly. And then you can, you could show them that at, you know, there's a degree of appreciation and as your income increases and your, your down payment increases due to that appreciation, appreciation, when you're ready to sell that home, you have more down payment to move into the next home. And I believe that uh, you made a great point, Asif, where the money that's sitting in the bank if it's in a home, it'll appreciate quicker. So you're actually accelerating your path to that larger home by purchasing something now that's going to appreciate in the next four or five years, and then you'll be able to flip that into your next home. Exactly, 100%. I've noticed in the last 15 years of doing this type of business that the clients I have today are clients that started out as first-time home buyers 15 years ago, and they've moved several times since, and their property sizes have grown significantly. Their mortgages marginally because they have so much more appreciation to play with. So that's how you do it. That's one more uh, note from the report that we discussed earlier. A lot of singles feel that the government has pushed them out of home ownership with the intervention, the, the layers of intervention that took place over the last few years. What do you think needs to change? Well, I think it's a really hot topic right now. And now that this is an election year, there's going to be a lot more um, discussion about it in the market. I think... First and foremost, the government's now starting to reconsider their stance on should it be a 2% stress test versus maybe lowering it down to 1%, right? They're also looking at maybe increasing the amortization so that first-time homebuyers can get in by stretching out those payments and making the payments smaller. So those are two major areas. I mean, there are probably other topics that they're talking about on how to make things better um, because at the end of the day, there is just not enough affordable housing out there. And I believe there's been an impact with uh, how much money has the government raised on their end with regards to land transfer taxes. When when you have such a dip in sales, well, they're not receiving all the land transfer tax money that they're used to, that they're used to. So I think that's also shaking them up a little bit to say, maybe you should re- re- uh, reconsider all of this. And how much of an impact has the stress test, the current rate, had on your clientele? And do you think that reducing... Uh, that would make a difference? Well, after, I would say, the better part of 15 years of working with first-time home buyers, within the last year or two, I have shifted to dealing with move-up buyers and seniors as opposed to first-time home buyers. I have, I would say, significantly less first-time home buyers that I'm working with today. 
you know, real estate is kind of cyclical. And what we saw in 2008 and 2009 is what we're kind of seeing now in the industry. Do you find that with the, uh, the um, lending industry as well? Because it almost seems like if they're going back to the 30-year, 35-year amortization, it almost seems that we did the same thing about 10 years ago, and now we're going into uh, a market where they want to reintroduce that. I 100% agree with that. It is very cyclical. And what ends up happening is with every election year, you'll see a change in rules. It's it's something I've noticed for, for decades, or not decades, but many, many years, that every time there's a government change, there's going to be some type of rule change with regards to real estate and financing and they play with the, uh, the the rules and regulations to impact should they loosen their rules or tighten their rules. Well, as you said, this is an election year, so we'll see what's to come. Asif, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. If our listeners want to connect with you, how do they do that? They can contact me at www.integritytree.ca. All right. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on Schedule to find On the Market and the list of our other shows. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and both questions are focused on preparing the home for resale. The first one comes from Vivian in Unionville. She wants to know what is the home improvement or renovation which will have the biggest impact on her sale price. Is it really just a gamble because design trends change so quickly and what is popular today could be dated tomorrow? What are the timeless changes to help present her home in the best possible light? Wow. Wow, some great questions there, Vivian. Now, let's qualify this by saying it depends where you are in Unionville because there are certain pockets in Unionville that people are tearing homes down and rebuilding these monster homes. So depending on what street you're on, what area you're in, and what the prognosis is for your home, you want to be careful with how much you invest because the next owner may just tear it down. So anything you do will not hold any value. That's an interesting answer because you've never really said that before. You've always said declutter, 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 you know, keep it plain and simple. You want to make sure that they can, the new owner could picture themselves in this new space. Right. And now you're saying, oh, well, wait a second. There's a lot of dated areas in Unionville. Like if you're in the, around the Carlton area, there's a lot of streets that people are tearing down the older homes and rebuilding monster homes. So if you're in a typical subdivision where people can't do that, then, yeah, you want to make your house stand out. And the typical renovations, like the timeless changes Vivian's referring to, they would be kitchens and bathrooms. So granite, quartz in the kitchen for counters, redoing the cabinets, making sure the flooring is, uh, you know, updated ceramic tiles rather than the small 4x4 four four or 6x6 six six tiles. You want to make sure that you're in with the, the right flooring, the kitchens, of course, the lighting, and making sure that your bathrooms are updated as well, because that's something that really does help you with your resale. The first things people will look at are kitchens and bathrooms. So those would be the timeless changes. And are those investments then, like, how do you know if that house is going to be torn down? Is that something that your agent would help advise you here? We know which areas our clients are looking for because we have people that 
you know, will be renovating homes or we also have people that will look at an area just for the lot. If you're on a larger lot and you have a dated bungalow, you can almost bet that the new owner is going to tear this down and, and rebuild on it. So if you give us a call, we'll be able to kind of guide you with what the intentions are for buyers in your area and we'll be able to help you with that decision. Our next question comes from Jim in Maple. He's heard that 2018 was considered the year of the spa bathroom in designer circles, and he wants to know if he should renovate both home bathrooms with soft lighting and fresh colors to attract buyers. And he also has a part two of his question coming up. So go ahead. So it was. A lot of people were looking at bathrooms and turning them into spa bathrooms, double sinks, larger showers, even removing the traditional bathtub and, and making it a larger shower because that's what people want now. It's, it's, it's a different lifestyle choice. The other thing is when you have those dated heart-shaped whirlpools that people had in their bathrooms, that's coming out and they're going to a more retro look, a, a nicer ceramic tub that is standalone with a nice shower. So you want to be able to take a look at this bathroom space and make it into something that people will walk in and just say, wow. All right. Part two of uh, Jim's question. Is a bonus room a good selling feature? Should he consider converting the spare bedroom or basement space into a media room or home theater? Great question. And, and again, it's, it's a two-part answer to this because with the homes getting smaller and you know more three-bedroom options as opposed to four-bedroom options, if you do have a fourth bedroom, I wouldn't convert it because... That could be the feature that attracts a small family with two or three kids to that home. So if you convert it to a media room, they're not going to be able to envision that as a bedroom. So you may not, you may want to hold off on that. As for changing the, the basement into a home theater, great idea because people want, now that people are buying these homes and they're more expensive, they don't have a lot of spare cash to go out to the movies or, you know, they want to enjoy their space at home. So making it a home theater, that would give them an option that, hey, we can have Friday night movies, nights at home, uh, you know, fixing up your backyard. You know, they'll be saying, now we may not be able to afford a cottage, but look at this backyard. This gives us everything that we would want in a cottage. So these are great ideas in in what you can convert and what you shouldn't convert in order to attract the, the highest number of people through your home. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Or reach me at Twitter at Remax Ulster. And just before we go, this week's hot listing. Joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thank you, Tina. This week's hot listing is a beautiful N-unit condo townhouse. It's got three bedrooms, three bathrooms, a finished walkout basement. It's about 1,500 square feet. This one's located in a unique small enclave in Crothers Creek in South Ajax, close to 401, the Ajax GO station. It's great for commuters. Like I mentioned, this property is a condo townhouse, meaning there are some maintenance fees with it. You're looking at $193 a month, but that includes your water, your building insurance, snow, garbage removal, any roof repairs, things like that. It's all included with that price. And this unit here is listed for $500,000. Asif, what do you think about this property, and what exactly is a condo townhouse? Well, I I think it's a great price for anything with three bedrooms and three bathrooms. A a condo townhouse means that you have common elements within that complex, and at the same time, you have common uh, amenities, or you know, here you get snow removal, garbage removal, so that's all included. So you pay, you share in that cost with all of the other townhomes in that area. 
and it allows you to get in. Usually these places are a little bit cheaper than mm-hmm. freehold. So you don't actually own the land itself, but you own the house. And that allows the mm-hmm. property to be priced a little bit more towards, uh, you know, singles that like we've been talking a lot about single buyers. This would be a great property for someone like that to jump into. Okay, Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. This property is located at 7 Collins Lane. That's at Bailey and Salem Road in Ajax. It's got three bedrooms, three bathrooms, a beautiful finish walkout basement listed for $500,000. For more information, they can contact James Provis at 905-554-5522. Asif, that's our show for this week. Great show. Thanks, Tina. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.